Hello, welcome to episode 10 of the Phillies Focus Pod. On today's episode, I will be looking at some concerns towards the back end of the starting rotation, Bryce Harper's progression to becoming a first baseman, check in on some injury updates, as well as the back end of the bullpen. So without further ado, let's get this started. Interestingly, Pete Rose used to use a, uh, a bat that was manufactured in, ja- in Japan, the Mizuno bat. When I was bat boy for the Phillies, and it was oh, really? the hardest wood I had ever touched. Okay. All right. So the uh, last week didn't exactly go as we had hoped. Um, at least we were able to salvage a couple at the end of it. Um, so I predicted a 3-2 series win in San Francisco. Uh, following my heart instead of my brain, I did say I thought we were going to lose 2-3. to three. Um but instead, we got swept. Uh, started off with a tough one on Monday. We lost uh, lost the game. Started off well with a home run by Alec Bohm, um, two run shot to put us up two to nothing. Um, and then Bryson Stott uh, had his first ever career error at second base, and it um, it was a costly one. It really ignited a huge inning for the Giants. Um, Shortly after that, Cassianos also had an error in right where he dropped what uh, was mostly a routine fly ball. Um, ended up in a six-run inning for the Giants, which was, uh, yeah, not a single one of those six runs were earned. Um, ended up being the difference in the game. Phillies lost uh, three to six. Uh, so really, really Big inning there. Bailey Falter came in, gave up all six runs, but again, zero of them earned. Um, and after the game, he got demoted uh, to AAA after a uh, rough start to the year for Bailey Falter. Um, then on Tuesday, lost by a score of 3-4. to four. Um, Not much, much to mention there. I don't really have many notes, so uh, just leave that one at that. And then... Wednesday was another another tough one. Taiwan Walker, after a couple good starts, um, struggled again. Didn't even make it through the first inning. Only uh, made it through two-thirds of an inning. Uh, had two walks. Gave up four runs. Um, Phillies did battle back to tie it at 4-4. But um, then came the bottom of the eighth. It was 4-4, and Gregory Soto really struggled again. Um not so much with command this time, but he gave up uh, five singles. Five singles in the eighth inning uh, in route to three runs, uh, which ultimately was the difference in the game. Uh, Giants won by a score of 7-4 to four to sweep the Phillies. Um, Phillies have had uh, a rough go of things for a while at Oracle Park in San Francisco and uh, just continued that that struggle uh, in you know, uh, we were 500 going into the series and left it uh, 20 and 23. Um, had a much needed day off on Thursday. Give the much overworked bullpen some rest uh, to after that. You know, when Walker can't even get through an inning, that that's really taxed their bullpen. Um, so I had an off day on Thursday. Came back home against the Cubs. Another really rough one on Friday. Um, Ranger Suarez in his second start back um of the season 
when uh, 66 pitches in only two innings. Um, so really struggled in that one. Had three walks, four earned runs. Just did not have his best stuff. Um, looks like he probably got rushed back into the rotation uh, by means of necessity, which uh, I'll touch on a little bit more later. But um, Marcus Stroman for the Cubs uh, pitched a really good game, six innings and only one run allowed. Uh, Phillies lost Friday by by a score of 1-10 to 10, um, to lose their fifth straight. So uh, then we have a big bounce-back game on Saturday. Offense finally woke up. Started off with Kyle Schwarber in the first inning, had a grand slam to put them up four to nothing, and then Cody Clemens followed shortly after with a two-run shot of his own to make the score six to nothing. And the Phils never looked back after that first inning. Um, Aaron Nola was, uh, you know, as as good as Nola gets, he went seven innings, ten strikeouts to only one walk and two runs allowed. Um, so just a uh, great, great outing by Nola. We're going to need a lot more of that in the future with him and Wheeler, who thankfully have seemed to uh, to righted their ship and putting together more uh, quality outings. Um, so one one Saturday by a score of twelve to three to end the losing streak. Um, carried that into Sunday, um, which what was a pitcher's duel. Uh, Thompson decided to go with Taiwan Walker on Sunday on only three days rest since he um, he didn't make it out of the first inning on Wednesday and uh, he threw 40 pitches, which obviously a lot for an inning, but not a lot for a start. So Thompson decided to roll, roll the dice and send him out on three days rest on Sunday and uh, was the right decision. He uh, Walker looked uh, really good, um, went five and a third innings, only two hits, no runs. Um, was a 0-0 game in the seventh inning when Edmundo Sosa doubled and brought Josh Harrison to the plate. Um, so at that point, Thompson decided to pinch hit for Josh Harrison with Bryson Stott, who had the day off, and Stott delivered. Huge two-run home run in the seventh inning to break the scoreless tie. Um, first pinch hit home run of Stott's career. Uh, afterwards, he said at any level of baseball, it was his first ever pinch hit home run. Um, ended up being the difference. Craig Kimbrell came in in the ninth, did give up a solo home run, to uh, cut the lead in half to two to one and also walked a batter then to make it more interesting than it needed to be. But um, that's kind of been Craig King, Craig uh, Kimbrell's um, calling card so far and things have not looked easy for him. But thankfully we were able to squeeze it out, hold on to the lead and we won uh, two to one on Sunday to salvage the series versus the Cubs and make it a two and four week Uh then we uh we improved to twenty two and twenty four. Um, overall, a uh, lot of inconsistency so far with the Phillies. Is, is the last few weeks especially have been a microcosm of the whole season. They uh, a few weeks ago they lost six in a row. They followed that by winning five in a row, and then they lost five in a row um, before winning their last two. So hopefully we can build off these last two and put together another stretch. But after that, we need uh, we need more consistent baseball. Um, I really don't recall uh, such a up-and-down stretch, especially this early on in the season, um, as I'm witnessing now. Thompson even said so as, 
as much himself that he's really hasn't seen this before. So hopefully we can kind of shake off these up and down trends and start uh, start playing more consistently good baseball moving forward. Which brings me to the uh, the concerns at the back end of the rotation, which I touched on a little bit with Taiwan Walker and Ranger Suarez. Um, with Taiwan Walker, yeah, it's uh, it's been so up and down, uh, dating back to four and three starts ago, respectfully, respectively. Um, he had a couple back-to-back outings with zero walks, and his stuff was looking a lot better, his command, and it looked like things were trending in the right direction, and then comes out with a, a just a terrible outing um, to follow that up there. There were some concerns. He got removed from... Um, from his game in against the Mariners a few weeks ago, and there were reports of forearm tightness. Um, but with Thompson and Nebraska and the Phillies brass, they uh, have been adamant that there are not ongoing injury concerns with Walker. So can't use that as an excuse. He uh, he's just overall got to be a lot better. Um, we invested four years, seventy-two mil uh, with to him and. Yeah, that third and fourth starter spot in the majors has become increasingly hard to find and it's become increasingly more expensive. Um, so, yeah, look like a guy uh, like Jamison Tyone um, for the Cubs who got a similar deal, four years, $68 million for the Cubs. Um, we raked him all over the yard on, on Saturday and he has not pitched well at all this season. Um, so... Uh, so far, the early returns on Walker do not look good, but hopefully it's just not kind of something early that um, gonna he's just has to be better. There's no way around it. Uh, he has not been good. He's had a few good starts here and there, but um, we're just really taxing our bullpen early on. Um, so, uh, so with Walker, we need more from him. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Uh, Maybe there are some underlying injury concerns that have been covered up or that maybe he's he himself is keeping quiet about. I do not know. Um, but with Ranger Suarez, so he is right now uh, right around the reps that he would be at in like mid to late spring training. So he is very much still acclimating himself to, um, to baseball pitching shape uh, in terms of regular season pitching. He... Um, I do believe that he should have gotten one, at least one, uh, preferably two more starts in Lehigh Valley before he got caught up to the Phillies. I think the Phillies did rush that. There was a little bit of necessity there. They are uh, rightfully concerned about overtaxing Matt Strom early on in this uh, season. He is he is already at over 75% of his workload um, from what he did last year, so... We don't want to put too much on him, especially early on, uh, risk injury there. He has spent a lot of time on the IL and in the past uh, with his, with the various injuries. Um, so, yeah, the Phillies are being very conservative with Strom, which was why they decided to uh, pull up Suarez earlier than they wanted to in his rehab assignment, um, which I do think was a mistake. We do have... Uh, Guys like Christopher Sanchez, who is, um, you know, nothing phenomenal, but at the same time, he's performed well here and there in various spot starts throughout the last year. Uh, a guy like Michael Plasmeyer, who 
the Phillies were really high on down in Clearwater in spring training about um, his ability to uh, step in at some uh, some various spot starts throughout the season. Um, for whatever reason, they don't feel comfortable doing that right now. As I mentioned, Bailey Falter as well got um, sent down to uh, to the minors. And um, so, yeah, they're really lacking confidence in a lot of their internal options, which leads me to they, uh, they did pick up off the waiver wire Dylan Covey, who was designated for assignment by the Dodgers. Um, they did have to move Derek Call to the 60-day IL to make room for him, which will uh, potentially set back his return about a week or so. Um, but yeah, Dylan Covey is a, a little bit of a journeyman throughout his career. He spent the last two years um, somewhere overseas. I forget exactly what country, but apparently he did work on some things enough to a degree that the, the Dodgers were w- able to or willing to take a chance on him in the offseason and he did uh he did pitch decently well for the Dodgers I think the I was reading the Phillies like what they were able to bring out in him in terms of uh changing some of its grips on his uh on the baseball his pitching motion um which led to better location and better command and ultimately a little bit uh uptick in his velocity um but yeah overall his numbers are uh, nothing exciting at all in terms of his MLB career. And in, in his career in the majors, he has 45 starts, uh, 268 innings pitched, and um, a whopping 6.54 ERA. Um, so definitely nothing too exciting there, but the Phillies have seen enough out of him to want to give him a, a shot to step in and eat up some much-needed ne- innings at the back of uh the back of this rotation um so we'll see how that goes i'm not too uh too excited there but who knows maybe uh dodgers pulled something out of him and uh we could get some some help there it's it's not as if uh he's going to be our savior riding in on the white horse or anything but uh we'll see what we get there but overall yeah we need more uh thankfully nola and wheeler have been pitching a lot better than they were in the beginning. They're finding their footing, which is just absolutely needed right now. But everyone after them, we're going to need a lot more. Um, Andrew Painter has been progressing. He's up to 125 feet of playing catch, uh, which he will continue for the next few weeks. As of right now, it definitely looks like they're eyeing a midseason debut for him somewhere post-All-Star break, mid to late July is what looks somewhat realistic if things keep uh, trending in the right direction for Painter, which um, which could be really awesome. I mean, he was going to have an innings cap to start this year anyway if he didn't get hurt, which would have ultimately prevented him from being a, a key part of this team in the, in the back half of the season. Um, so if he can come up towards end of July around trade deadline and, uh, and pitch really uh, well for them in August and September in a, in a playoff hunt. And if we can squeeze into the playoffs with him, um, how cool would that set up a 20 year old, uh, pitching October baseball, potentially becoming a, a hero for this team. So possibilities are endless there. The sky's the limit. And I, uh, I do look forward to him hope, hopefully him coming in and, uh, 
and being a huge spark for us as the season rolls on. Um, so with that being said, so Bryce Harper has been progressing uh, very well at first base, according to reports. Uh, he's been working every day with Philly's first base coach, Corey Dickerson, and um, he says he uh, he's progressing with the speed on the ground balls he's hitting to him. Um, left-handed pull hitters are... Uh, are smacking them down the uh, right baseline to Harper, and apparently his glove work is looking great. His instincts, his footwork, um, things are coming along really nicely there. And uh, I was reading something interesting that really stood out to me about um, the notion of what happens when the uh, third baseman throws offline on the home plate side, um, causing uh, Harper to ultimately have to go on the opposite side of the bag to avoid... A collision with the runner um you're supposed to pull your body on the opposite side of the bag uh when <clears throat> when the first base or third baseman throws it on the home plate side to avoid um injury to anyone let alone harper obviously with the uh the elbow concerns um so it uh it's something to keep in mind uh I definitely could see something like that happening and just, you know, Harper is going to need to have the instinctual nature to get out of the way so that his arm doesn't get caught to a runner uh, running full speed to first base to potentially re-aggravate that elbow injury. Um, so Dev, I would say that would be the biggest concern. Obviously, very little throwing that would have to go on. And um, I definitely believe in his ability there. Phillies are are talking about first base as if it's one of the tougher uh, defensive positions, and it it can be at times. But uh, there was an interesting comment in an article I was reading saying that how, uh, you know, like you say, oh, just put Bohm at first base, put Real Muto at first base, like it, you can hide them there or, or things of that nature. Where, uh, but when it comes to Bryce Harper, oh, it's one of the toughest positions to to learn. Um, where traditionally. A lot of teams throughout the years, they will hide their uh, biggest, slowest, most defensively challenged player at first base. Um, so with that being said, I, I definitely believe in Harper's ability to be average or even above average of a first baseman. Um, and that could open up all kinds of possibilities in terms of um, if we can get Harper at first base towards, let's say, mid-late July or right around the All-Star break. Um, we can move Schwarber to DH, which will open up the possibilities of acquiring a, uh, a good outfield hitter to add to this team in, in the absence of, of Hoskins, which is surely needed. Um, preferably a right-handed bat. Um, I'm sure we could go either way at that point, but yeah, that people, uh, I think still really underestimated the absence of Hoskins and how much it was going to change the complexion of this lineup. Um, really, uh, really underrated Philly. I mean, he was one of the best, uh, hitters in baseball since his debut in 2017. He is ranks in the, uh, top 10 in several major offensive categories since then. Um, so we have definitely been seeing his, his absence in the lineup early on, especially when Harper was out and it continues on. But, um, yeah, if we can get Harper consistently, uh, becoming a first baseman later this year, then that's just going to open up all kinds of possibilities right around the same time. Potentially Andrew Painter makes his debut. Um, so it could be a lot of, uh, reinforcements on the way for this Phillies team. If we can continue 
to tread water and keep up that uh that pace for a wild card spot um it could be a lot of uh good changes in the in the middle of the season uh moving forward moving on to some injury updates uh speaking of first base and absence of power and earlier Derek Hall um some good updates on Derek Hall. He is now hitting, running, throwing, and taking ground balls, which I was very happy to hear. Um, his uh, eligibility for return was pushed back due to the acquiring of Dylan Covey, like I mentioned, moving him to the 60-day IL. But he's getting close. That time is coming near. I believe the first uh, week of June he will be eligible. And uh, Rob Thompson did say he is getting very close to beginning his rehab stint in the minors. Um, so it is interesting to think uh, he got hurt. I think it was the fourth game of the year against the Yankees. And um, be, it's in, in, interesting to contemplate how different, how different this Phillies lineup would have looked without Hall's injury and the potential power that he would have provided in the middle of that lineup uh, and the stability at first base early on. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting him back on this Phillies team and seeing um, seeing how well he can produce in his return. Um, so good news there, uh, just a matter of a few weeks now until Hall uh, makes his return. Um, also Christian Pache, uh, similar progression. He is now running, hitting, and taking ground balls as well which is um, encouraging. He, he performed really, really well uh, early on with the Phillies uh, from offensively as well, um, which has obviously always been his, by far his weakest component is, is anything um, outside of playing outfield he's really struggled with. So that'll be good to get him back uh, for some spot starts here and there, some late-inning defensive replacements, and it looks like he's just a matter of weeks away as well. Um, Jose Alvarado, um, Good news uh, there, too. He is throwing from 75 feet now, which Thompson said he will continue to do in the coming days. Um, Thompson did say he should be returning soon as well. Nothing nothing serious there, nothing of concern. And But he did say he will need a rehab stint in the minors before coming back. So um, he is eligible to return, I think, either as of today or tomorrow. So it's just a matter of a short time before he comes back, which will be very welcome too because uh Gregory Soto as I mentioned has been thrust into Alvarado's former role of late inning uh left-handed arm in big situations and Soto has a lot to offer but he is nowhere near on Alvarado's level um so far in terms of competency we, we've really been missing him in the bullpen and uh will be great to get him back uh yeah, Soto struggles with the command issues that Alvarado used to struggle with and uh, talked earlier in the podcast uh, season that uh, Alvarado had found a, a really good psychiatrist that has helped him get over a lot of the mental hurdles that he he struggled with in the past. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind him recommending Soto to talk to the same psychiatrist to hopefully hone in on that uh, similar stuff that he has because... Uh, yeah, Soto's just not quite there in, in terms of where Alvarado has become uh, as a player. So so good injury news there um, with Hall, Pache, and Alvarado. And, and also uh, Painter is moving forward too. So um, I'll continue to keep tabs there and, and update y'all as, as the news comes in. Um, so speaking of the bullpen in the back end, um, 
this has become almost every episode now I'm mentioning about Sir Anthony Dominguez and his uh, just outright dominance after his early struggles to start the year. Uh, I'm learning uh, rapidly how early on in, in April uh, shouldn't really overreact one way or another, whether it's a, a very hot start or a very poor start. And um, with Sir Anthony, he just had some really poor outings to start the year coming out of spring training uh, where he just didn't look like himself. And ever since then, um, he's just been absolutely lights out out of the bullpen. I think it's been over um, 11 or 12 innings at this point, uh, at least since he's allowed a run. And um, came in on Sunday in a big moment. Score was tied in um, in the middle of the game. And he did walk a batter, but he had a huge strikeout uh, to keep the game at a 0-0 tie uh, moving forward, which ended up being huge so yeah sir anthony has just been just just great uh for weeks now and i'm looking forward to seeing him hopefully start being utilized at the very end of the game uh, much more often moving forward um as like i mentioned earlier just do not trust craig kimbrell uh at this point his um too many walks uh too many home runs uh too many uh hard hit balls um so Kimbrell just is uh, hardly a shell of what he once was. His his stuff is just not the same, and um, I just do not trust him at all at the end. As as I mentioned a few times on this podcast, I uh, uh, I really miss David Robertson, and I just really really wish that we had gave given uh, David Robertson the same contract that we gave to Craig Kimbrell, because um, he looks like at this point of his career just like a, a much better pitcher. Um, so, yeah, don't trust Craig Kimbrell and uh, very much am regaining trust in Sir Anthony as he uh, continues his torrid stretch, which has been so much needed by, uh, by the Phillies. And also another really positive development out of the bullpen, which, uh, which I really underestimated. I think the um, capability and the, even uh, the historical numbers and the prospect he once was, I... Um, underestimated which is uh, Jeff Hoffman Jeff Hoffman um, maybe because the Phillies originally had him on a minor league deal but he is now on the 40-man roster um, yeah Jeff Hoffman has been just great since his in his short time with the Phillies he's uh, in his four games he is uh, he has six innings pitch so it's nice to see they're kind of uh, stretching him out uh, in that kind of Connor Brogdon Matt Strom type of role um, so yeah, in his four games, he in six innings he has eleven strikeouts to just one walk, and two hits and zero earned runs. Um, so really positive, surprising development that could uh, become a bigger story as the season goes on at this rate. Uh, his really electric stuff and uh, mid to high nineties on his fastball, and again uh, overall the bullpen has been one of the better parts this season aside uh Soto has had some really bad outings here and there uh as well as Craig Kimbrell as I mentioned and a little a few other guys here and there but for the most part has been a really solid bullpen in spite of a uh unnecessarily heavy workload due to some really uh tough outings from starters that have been struggling to go deep into games um so they've had a lot on their plate and they performed uh it's very admirably so far as a group, and um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what uh, continues with Jeff Hoffman um, 
and his progression into maybe becoming a a key cog in this bullpen as the season goes on. Um, moving on, I, I introduced for the last uh, three weeks, I've had a former Phillies focus where I focus in on a, a former Philly who is um, playing elsewhere now and just kind of touching in and seeing how they're doing. So I'm going to switch... Uh, Switch it around a little bit and do the opposite. Instead of uh, looking into the rearview mirror, I'm going to look forward and uh, create a new segment now called Future Philly Focus, uh, where I'll be touching base on various prospects uh, and how they're playing. So on the first week of uh, my first iteration of Future Philly Focus, I will be looking at Mick Abel, um, Reading Phillies prospect who was drafted out of high school in the uh, 2020 COVID draft. And he was the uh, highest-rated high school pitcher at the time. Um, he was drafted a year ahead, and he's a year older than Andrew Painter. However, he is obviously the lesser uh, prospect of the two. Um, so to start the uh, in the MLB prospects to start the year, um, McAble is ranked 36 uh, in all of baseball, and. Andrew Painter was ranked 10. Um, just to give you some perspective, there there was uh, were various um, rankings that had Painter as high as six, um, but on MLB's prospect rankings, Painter was 10 and Abel is 36. Um, so so far this year, uh, with the Reading Phillies in Double A, Abel has started seven games. Uh, he has 30 innings pitched and 32 strikeouts. So. Really good stuff, uh, more than a strikeout an inning. Um, so biggest concern so far is command. He has 16 walks in just 30 innings pitched, so that's far too many. And uh, slight reason for concern, but they're trying to hone in on it, which has uh, inflated his ERA um, to 4.50, which is much higher than it would be, I believe, without all of those walks um, because he is holding hitters to a 183 batting average, which is obviously very good um so he is uh his stuff comes in at he's at a mid to high 90s on his fastball so a, a very plus uh number one pitch there he's also uh at well above average from what i was reading on his report and uh at a mid to 80s slider which they described as his out pitch um so he's got a slider in the mid 80s that apparently has really good uh break movement and really good break on it um develops or gets a lot of strikeouts with it as well as a lot a lot of ground balls um so two well above average pitches and um it's looking like uh there's a possibility abel could be on the uh the team um sometime in mid to late summer uh i think more realistically we're looking at um next year from Mick Abel joining the Phillies, uh, as well as a guy like Griff McGarry as well, who I'll, I'll be checking in on on uh, future iterations of future Philly focus. Um, so, yeah, excited. Good things looking up for Mick Abel and the Phillies' uh, future pitching staff. Um, so wrapping things up now, I uh, looking ahead to this week, got a tough slew of matchups ahead. We got Arizona in tonight. Uh, tomorrow and Wednesday for um, a, a three-game series at Citizens Bank Park. Arizona is much improved. They got a good young core of position players as well as good pitching. Um, going tonight, we have Zach Wheeler versus Tommy Henry. 
I don't know much about Tommy Henry, but I know he is a lefty in the Phil's. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I never trust the Phillies going against left-handed starting pitching. They they always seem to struggle. Um, so I am a little bit uh, weary of tonight uh, as far as, uh, you know, whether or not we can pull it out. We'll see. Tomorrow we have uh, – neither team has announced a starter as of now uh, for tomorrow. It um, – could be a bullpen game. Dylan Covey might get his first opportunity uh, in a Phillies uniform. We shall see. Um, and then closing it out Wednesday after afternoon game, we got Ranger Suarez trying to get back on track and um, get his season, um, you know, going in his third start to the year. Uh, he has his hands fill, full. Uh, Phillies are going to need him because they're going against Diamondbacks ace Zach Gallen. Um, who has uh, been very good throughout his career? Really, really good so far this year. He's six and two with a two point nine five ERA, with um, seventy two strikeouts and only twelve walks. So they have their their hands full on uh, Wednesday's matchup. They're going to need uh, Ranger Suarez to to pick it up if they want to be competitive in that one. So I don't feel too optimistic about this series. Um, I do believe they're going to drop two and two out of three to drop to um, 23 and 26 on the year. I, I hope I'm wrong on that one because it doesn't get any easier after that. They got um, they got the Braves for a, a huge four-game series Thursday through Sunday. Um, Braves, I believe, are uh, probably the best team in baseball. If not, I think definitely the best team in the National League. Um They've weathered some early season injuries to their pitching with um, Max Freed and and Kyle Wright, and they haven't really skipped a beat. They have multiple bullpen games a week at this point now. They got um, various guys who have stepped up and pitched uh, great, as as the Braves seem to do. One guy goes out, and they got uh, other guys to step up. Um, Ronald Acuna has been the best player in baseball. He's having one of the best years in recent memory all around um so yeah the Braves obviously are an extremely tough opponent so we got four huge ones to end the week uh good news is Thompson did say we will be starting the first three games of that series with Nola Walker and Wheeler respectively so that uh that's good timing in terms of uh aligning the pitching matchups um I am a little more optimistic about the Brave series than I am against the Diamondbacks. I think I think we'll split. I think we'll go two and two in the four games, so that would make a um, a three and four week if my predictions are correct, uh, dropping us to twenty five and twenty eight. So I really hope I'm wrong about the Diamondbacks series. It'd be really nice if we can steal two out of three from them, um, which would make us. Uh, 26 and 27 instead which i would take after this week um all right so other news is i I did start a twitter for the uh the podcast if you would be so kind to go and give uh give me a follow as i'm starting off that process um it is at philly's focus um which i will be doing various check-ins throughout the day and the week um recaps of the game reactions opinions uh all of that nature. So again, that's at Philly's Focus. If you could give me a uh, a follow. Um, other than that, I will be off next week. I am on vacation, so this will be the first time in the podcast that I will be going two weeks in between episodes. Um, but 
I will be back in two weeks then uh, for episode 11 to uh, have a lot to talk about then with uh, two weeks of Phillies action. So in, uh, until then, thank you all, as always, for listening. Um, go Phillies, and I will talk to you all soon.